Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Retired College Athletes Podcast, a podcast designed to inspire and inform current and former athletes through stories and advice from retired college athletes. I'm your host, Sydney Umeri, and today we're chatting with Amber Harris of Athletes to Careers. Athletes to Careers is a company that helps college athletes transition into the working world, and today we are chatting all about that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode, and I cannot wait to talk to you guys on the other side. Can you please let me know and let our audience know about Athletes to Careers? What is it? How can they get involved? And how can it help athletes that are currently in college? Yes. And that is the uh, focus of our whole of our whole company, Athletes to Careers. And so being a former rower, former student athlete, I know how hard it is. And we definitely, you know, talked about this. When you're a student athlete, you've got your blinders on, you're, you know, you're uh you're focused on, you know, PR and you're fo- focused on traveling and career is really like the last thing that's, that's coming to mind. So we really meet with athletes, you know, sit down, do one-on-one coaching, talk about what are the three to five year goals? You know, what are you interested in? You know, what careers are you interested in? And then from there really do, you know, how do we market your experience that you've had as a student athlete, um, put you in front of, front of companies and really help you in that transition from life after uh, sports. Gotcha. And so I know in a conversation that we had off of the podcast, you talked about how you currently work with like athletic departments and schools. Um, And so like, what are some schools that you're currently working with? And then how can athletes that are not, I guess their schools are not partnered with you guys get a chance to work with you guys? Yeah, great, great question. So we've been around for 20 years. We started in, in Southern California. So we've been on campus. When I was in San Diego, we were on campus at USD UCSD, SDSU, um, Point Loma, we work really at all levels. So it's not like a division focused. It's, you know, we work with NAIA schools, um, anywhere from division one, division two, any, any conference. So we're not like exclusive to specific schools. We've had coaches in Chicago. They're all over the Midwest. We have a coach in Denver. We have a coach in Phoenix. We just had a coach move from Southern California up to the Pacific Northwest. So Oregon, we've got coaches in, in Raleigh. Tampa, down here in Texas, we've been growing like crazy. Mm -hmm. And us as coaches, we work across the country. So we all share the same, um, same contacts, same business contacts. So whether or not you went to school, let's say here in Texas state or at UT Austin, and you want to go to Seattle, you know, we all have access to the, to the same businesses. Yeah, that's awesome. I love, I love that you brought that up because I know when I was in college, I'd go to career fair and oftentimes it feels like fairly local businesses that are not like local business, not like small businesses, but like local to the area. So if I'm in college in Kansas, like it's going to be a company that kind of is like in Kansas and things like that. So the opportunity to move around and possibly move back home if you're an athlete that wants to do that. That's an awesome opportunity that you guys are offering just because you have huge contacts. But I know um, one of the things that like a lot of athletes end up asking me is where do you start in this process? And so when people work with you, what like what are some of the first things that they will get a chance to work on to kind of land the job later? Yeah, I I think what's the most important for us is you know we end up being like if when we sit down with somebody, the way the staffing industry works is it's a lot more of like hey here's this perfect position and and then here's why you'd be a fit for it. We're we're a little bit backwards. So when we sit down, it's just you know tell us about how was sports, how was soccer, how was volleyball. Um, what did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? And so we we have all this 
we've got our hands in the job market. So there's a lot of, a lot of traits that athletes might have just inherently, you know, competitive driven, you know, you talk to athletes, they're like, and I think about myself, I'm like, if corporate America means sitting at a desk, I don't want to do it. Right. And there's a lot of people that freak out and they're like, well, what, what kind of jobs are out there for me? Or there's somebody that might, um, you know, have studied biology and they're like, I like biology, but I don't want to be in a lab. You know, what other career paths, maybe being a doctor, but I don't want to go back to being a doctor. And so really, really just digging into what are your interests? Where do you see yourself in three to five years? Even if it's not like this very specific type of position, I think a lot of athletes, we get, we get caught in this bubble where we're in school and really we're only, only exposed to what we know. So I was a political science and communication major. And then, and then I was a rower. So coming out of school, everybody's like, what are you going to do with that? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I guess I could be a sports attorney because that's all I, you know, I know sports and I know political science and I am definitely not going to run for office. So, you know, what are, what are my options? So we are really, we really take the, the position of like opening up the door to business. What positions haven't you thought of before, or like are not maybe familiar with that are out there that could fit what you might like as far as, you know, not sitting behind a desk, meeting new people. Do you want to be in a leadership position one day? How important is money to you? You know, those, those types of questions. And, you know, we always take the angle of, Hey, listen, my job is to get you exposed to the business world and get your foot in the door and whether or not it's for you. I mean, that's, that's totally up to you. I'll be in your corner every step of the way. And we'll go through the interview process together but it's all about just have the conversation. Let's get you out there talking to people so that you know whether or not, yeah, this is for me or this is definitely not for me. Yeah, that's awesome. In a YouTube video, actually, I had talked about the importance of like the skills. I think like your first job out of college, I think, I mean, when I was coming out of college, I thought that I would kind of just step into kind of like my dream role. And that's not necessarily what happens. Like you, you just really don't know what's out there. And so uh, taking the time to to see what's out there is important, but I love how you mentioned like skills and like what is important to you because those are probably the most important things to helping you find a job. Like the company is great, and I think oftentimes people want big name companies. But is money important to you? Is being close to family important to you? Knowing that kind of stuff, but then also understanding like okay, kind of like you know a vague five year plan. What skills do I need to get the jobs that I want later? I think like your first job is a lot about building those foundational skills, and so I think taking a job that's in it with a company that you didn't even know you'd be interested in is really important or just like knowing that that's there. And so I know you mentioned a, a few companies kind of offline that you guys work with. Do you mind talking about just a few and how they might not be what you are originally thinking of, but they might have everything that you want as an athlete that'll kind of get your career started? Yeah, absolutely. We love, I mean, there's a lot of athletes that when you, you know, Google image or Google, you know, highest paying jobs and sales comes up and then you look up highest paying sales jobs. The first thing that, you know, hits the, hits the search bar is medical device. And that's a big one. And we work with a lot of, of fortune 500 companies. So Stryker is a client of ours, Boston scientific, you know, a lot of the, the really big, big name companies, um, we work with, uh, you know, waste management is a really great example that we like to share a lot. Um, but as far as like, you know, getting to that striker, that striker caliber company, there's a lot of qualifications that they're looking for. And a lot of the times it's, you know, you need three to five years of, 
of business or sales experience. So once you kind of get an idea and I want to go and type of company that I'm interested in, you know, how do I, how do I get there? Because what happens time and time again, is I'll talk to people who have been trying for the last six months to break into the medical device world with zero experience. Same thing with, you know, same thing with technology at different levels. And there's a lot of under the sales umbrella, there's a lot of different type of sales and different type of the way sales is done in different industries. So it's, it's complex and we can help really like chart that out for you is what are you getting yourself into with each position? But as far as you were saying with the foundation, where I think a lot of people and myself included, when I met the owner of our company, he sat down and he goes, you'd be a great fit for waste management. And I told him, and I said, Howie, I didn't get two degrees to sell trash. And, (laughs) you know, I kick myself now for thinking about it. You know, they're a fortune 200 company, but the reality is when we worked with them in Southern California, the only time they ever lost a sales rep was to a com- like a to company that was offering them a six-figure base. And so we think about it like you're official visiting for your next your next company, you're for your next team. And you want to put yourself in a position with a company that's has already figured it out, that's it's already been successful, that's already an established company. You want to go in somewhere that's got an established training program that they're just going to, you know, invest in you. They're going to provide you resources. They want you to grow and be successful. Compensation's huge. Like don't, nothing that's a hundred percent commission, you know, leadership is going to be really important too, just as far as this is your next coach. So you want to make sure that you're going to be learning from somebody who also had proven success, who's been in the business world for a while, and then upward mobility. And if it's not upward mobility with that company, it's making sure that, you know, are the skills, like, is this company that you're a part of making you more marketable so that the companies like the Strikers and the Boston Scientifics will then find you? I tell everybody, if you can get one to two years of just business to business sales experience, and maybe like a very like unglamorous industry, just things that people aren't, aren't excited and thinking like, I can't wait to go to school and, and sell elevators. <laughs> if you can, if you can get one to two years of that, at the end of that, you're going to have your picking and your choosing, like companies will be seeking you out versus where you're at coming right out of college. And you're like, anybody take me. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. It's taken me so like recently to realize that like it's a lot about making sure that I'm a, I'm in a position for upward mobility. And so like you said, like sometimes it is, especially right out of college. Like I know I was kind of distraught. Like I was like, okay, wait, what? You mean I'm not going to get the job I want? Or you mean like I have to take a job that I'm not super excited about? And I think uh I think it's hard when you're around like, I guess maybe non-athletes that have had time to invest in and in going into investment banking and like they they are they seem like they're set up for a lot of success and you are an athlete who didn't have that kind of time to put into like things like that and so not to get discouraged uh, but also understanding that like your career is an expansive part of your life like it's not just when you're leaving college it's not going to be like when you turn through it's like you're working on it as you go and so being able to uh, think about it in steps and so you're just coming into the first step and making sure that you're making the best first step for you is going to be really important. Yeah, and that's a great a great point too. I I thought about it as your first 4 years are going to be starting school over again. Like it's going to be your freshman year and you're going to your job is to show up and produce and you're going to have to do I talk to baseball players all the time and they're like, "Yeah, you know, when we're a senior, it's great because we don't have to, they don't have to do all the manual labor. They hand it over to the freshmen. Well, the reality is you're going to go into the workforce and you're going to be a freshman all over again. 
until you're a senior. And then I, I think that the toughest part after that is realizing that we've grown up until that point with four year increments, you know, high school, college, and then career, but then career goes on forever. That's kind of the hard, I think that's a hard transition for, I think it was a, it was an interesting perspective shift for me coming out of college. Cause you can really tackle those first three years, but year four and beyond is like, okay, well now I just, you know, work on my craft and become the best I can be. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. I have a question about, let's say they're an athlete in college right now, anywhere from sophomore to senior, what can they be doing right now to help them get into a best, the best position to be able to market themselves for a job? This is a tough one because internships are going to be great, but internships aren't necessarily like feasible for everybody. Like there's a lot of, a lot of programs that, especially if you're at a high level school, that you're, you're in there working in the summers and you're not allowed to, to take away from your sport. Like your sport is your job. And that's the only thing that you should be, you should be responsible for thinking about if you're not in that position, I can't emphasize enough, just getting like something on your resume. And it it doesn't even, it doesn't even have to be complicated. It can be anything that will show that you did more than the minimum is what's going to be huge. And I think that that's really what sets people apart. When you talk to the next manager, when you're interviewing, every manager's thinking, you know, I want to be the one with the winning team. So I want to hire winners. Tell me why, tell me why you went above and beyond. Tell me why you're a winner. And so a lot of the times they like people who have faced the adversity of having to get through the tough stuff and not just, you know, coasting on a summer and just hanging out, but like, show me that you did more than was asked of you. And then what about the LinkedIn piece, using that as a tool? A must, an absolute must. It is one of the best platforms to accelerate your career, to to build your network. I cannot hype on LinkedIn enough. It is something that it it gets you the exposure. Otherwise, you're just sitting. If it's just you and me, and we are not on LinkedIn, we're just sitting here hoping that you know your dad's neighbor is like, "Hey, I need somebody you know that needs a job," and you're like using like your personal network. But if you can expand your network to over like thousands of people to see you, and everybody on there wants to help each other out. That's how we find a lot of athletes that are on LinkedIn. They get on there and they've got you know 50 connections, and they're like, "Hi, I don't know how to use this thing." I'm like, "Perfect." Let me show you how. This is how we can increase your probability. Because a lot of times I'll tell athletes, if you want to get in, if you want to be an engineer, we don't work a lot of like engineering positions. If you want to be an engineer, how are you going to set yourself apart from all the other engineers? If you see a company, I use Exxon as an example. If you want to get in with Exxon, Google like LinkedIn search Exxon as a company. There's a little people tab. You click on the people tab and then you type in recruiter. So you submit your resume and then you follow up with the recruiter and say, hi, my name is so-and-so. I I applied for, you know, so-and-so position. You know, please let me know if you have five minutes to discuss this. I'd love to share my qualifications and why I, I believe I'd be a really great fit given my background or et cetera, et cetera. Taking the initiative, like LinkedIn gives you the initiative to reach out on your own and like have control over the situation as well. Definitely. So we've talked about LinkedIn. We've talked about resumes. What about interviews? Like, do you have any advice around interviews as somebody who is fresh out of college? Yes. And we have 
especially if someone's interested and hears this and is like, Hey, I need help interviewing because I've got nothing on my resume. Reach out to me. We have what's called a career development guide and it helps you work through your um, behavioral examples of, you know, okay, tell me what your strengths are. I'm, I'm competitive. Okay, great. Well, let's think about it like this. It's you and me versus the same position in an interview how are you going to convince this manager that you are more competitive than I am? And I could, you know, give you some, some great examples of why, you know, I'm, I'm tenacious. So you have to really dive into very like specific examples that demonstrate who you are as a person. I think everybody gets all like, you know, I think it's called like star situation, task, action, and result. I never even in college, like never even listened to it. I'm so guilty of this. Anytime I get in front of an athlete, I'm like, I know like in front of SAC meetings and team meetings, I'm like, listen, I know you guys aren't going to hear a thing that I'm going to say. But if you remember one thing is that I can help you get a job because as, like, as an athlete, you're just like hearing these things like, yeah, okay. I'll, yeah. Star. Got it. Yeah. Situation, <laughs> action, result. Got it. You have to practice. And so we'll, a part of our one-on-one coaching is we're like the practice before the play. Mm-hmm. And you just, you have to, if you're getting into a performance-based position, you have to talk about numbers and achievements. You have to, I think the hardest part for athletes is that we're so used to letting our playing do the talking or it's like coach put me in and I'll show you what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. In an interview, you're walking in, it's a blank slate. Nobody knows what you're capable of. You have to find a way to, to explain that. And instead of saying like, I was the team captain and I did this and I did that, you can then share these examples of, let me share with you a time when, you know, there was a conflict on the team and I, you know, I rose my hand and I was the one who rose to the occasion and this is how I approached it. And from those examples, people will then deduce the strengths within them versus you having to just sit there and say like, I am all of these things. And this is why you should hire me. Mm -hmm. What, like you work with a lot of athletes. What is one thing in particular that you find that most athletes struggle with during this process of working with you? Like what is something that they could be working on to get better before they even get to you? Great question. What I have been seeing more and more is it's okay to be confused about what's out there. It's Mm -hmm. okay to not know what you want to do or what's a good fit for you. The best advice I can give you is just get out there and interview. So if you think you're interested, if you're like a finance major and you're like, you know, one of my big questions is like, are you the, the people person of finance or are you the numbers version of finance? Yes. Cause those are two different people. If you're the people version, go out there and explore, maybe talk to maybe more of like a data, like apply for a data analytics or a financial um, analyst. And when you go through the day-to-day and you hear about what it's like, maybe you're like, okay, yeah, I need to pivot. What can I do that's not that, but still attached to that? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't emphasize like picking, like networking and picking people's brains. If you talk to professors in your classes that you're interested in, and let's say like finance is one of them and you go into an office hour and you say, can you walk me through different types of career paths? Or like, do you know anybody in these career paths? Like you have to be proactive about just having conversation and just gathering information to know, okay, yeah, I kind of like this about this role because what makes my job easier is when we can sit down and you can say, I kind of like this, but I don't really like that. Like, is there a role that I could do both? Or is there a role that I'm doing more of this than less of that? 
and we can brainstorm. Can't emphasize this enough. Just get out there and you got to talk to people. Just because you are applying for a job does not mean that A, you're going to get called back or B, that you're committed and you're going to start tomorrow. Like there is a, a full process. I feel like that that education piece is lacking where, you know, people are like, okay, I applied for three jobs yesterday. And I am like, girl, it is a doggy dog world. And there are at least 120 resumes a week into that posting. You've got to be, it's a numbers game hundred percent of the time and you're selling yourself. So you have to practice interviewing, have the conversation so that a, you can turn it down. My mom always told me, she goes, I said, I don't, I don't want to live in the Bay area. So I'm not going to apply for Cal. And she goes, no, you have to apply. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend $50 to apply somewhere. I don't want to go. And she goes, well, just apply so that you can say you turned down Cal. It's, and I I'm mean, like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's a really great lesson. And I think it could still be applied in at any time is just apply so that and give yourself the opportunity go through it and give yourself the opportunity as if it's the last job on earth and you couldn't be more excited about it. And when you get the offer, there are no strings attached. You are not legally obligated if you don't sign it, you know, and even if you do sign it, you're, there's still not, I mean, there's a guilt trip for sure. And that's kind of a character judgment, but you got to check, you got to, you got to focus on you first. Yeah. I love that. And that really is what it comes down to. Like business is, it's like, you're learning a sport for the first time. And it, like you have, the only way to really learn it is to be doing it, to be, to be in, in business. And so that's the best way to learn. So like you said, talk to people, uh, do interviews. I want to give you the floor to talk about how people can reach you in particular or your company if they want to start working with you guys. Great. Yes. You can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. If you have one, if you even need to create a LinkedIn to then search Amber Harris, and you can type in Amber Harris athletes to careers, you can call or text. My email is a Harris at athletes to careers. And that's athletes T O careers. Um, yeah, I guess email. I'm sure that I probably shouldn't just be like blasting my phone number out, but if you email me, then we can text. No, that's, that's perfect. I will link all that down below. I'll have your LinkedIn linked below for anybody who is interested as well as her email in the description for those who are interested. But I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to my audience. I think that this will be really helpful because I know it can be really hard to transition from sports to the rest of your life. Yeah, it is. It is. And we're here to help. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. I really enjoyed this conversation with Amber. I think we touched on a lot of great things. It can be hard to transition into a career after college athletics. You may not know where to start. You may not know the right resources to tap into. And hopefully this episode helps you understand that it can be an easier process with some help. So feel free to reach out to Amber. Like I said, her information will be in the description box. With that said, let's go ahead and hop into housekeeping. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast episode. It means a lot to me. If you'd like to get more involved in the RCA community, please feel free to follow us on social media. We're all over social media, but definitely active on Instagram and on YouTube. So check us out there. If you love RCA and love to give to us in exchange for exclusive content, you can do so on Patreon. That is always linked in the description box. With that said, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys on Thursday for our solo cast.